What's going on, everyone? I'm your host, JT. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. We've been waiting all season long for this to see who's going to be the team to raise the Lombardi Trophy. Is it going to be the Philadelphia Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs? The Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, are one of the most talented teams to ever make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, this team is stacked at every single position. Offensive line, fantastic. Quarterback, we know what the brother Jalen Hurts has been doing all season long. He's been playing at an MVP caliber level when he's been healthy. You have some questions about how healthy that shoulder is going to be going into this matchup, but I think that that shoulder should hold up pretty well with the fact that they are getting a extra week of added rest. Then at running back, you're really good at that position, led by Miles Sanders. Receiver, you have one of the best receiving duos in the whole entire NFL, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Then we can't forget about tight end Dallas Goddard. And then that defense, oh my goodness, this defense is so nasty and so scary. The Philadelphia Eagles put the 49ers two quarterbacks on the sidelines. They took Brock Purdy out the game early. Then they put Josh Johnson in. And then they they got him sent to the locker room. And then they had to put Brock Purdy back into the game. And this pass rush is it's just downright unfair. The Philadelphia Eagles had 70 sacks this season. That was 15 more than any other team. Not to mention... The Philadelphia Eagles as a team have the third most sacks in NFL history. Then their secondary, fantastic. You got Deuce Deuce, Mr. Chauncey Gardner. Then you have James Bradbury, Darius Slay at corner, your defensive line. You got Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat. You got Nandonikin Sue. You got Robert Quinn just hanging in the background. I mean, how the hell? When did Philadelphia acquire Robert Quinn? And then you got this man, Hassan Reddick, who has been putting up some phenomenal numbers over the last couple of years. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think it's now time to start mentioning Hassan Reddick in the conversation as being one of the top five best pass rushers in the NFL because this guy has been putting up some really productive seasons over the last couple of years, ever since he left Arizona. This dude has been nothing short of impressive. And when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they have a really good offensive line. But a large part of Patrick Mahomes' game is getting out, getting outside the pocket, extending plays, and making things happen. And when you're going against this kind of pass rush, you got to wonder just how often is Patrick Mahomes going to be able to get outside the pocket and use his playmaking ability. Because even though this is a really good offensive line, this is one of the greatest defensive lines in the history of the NFL. This Eagles roster is one of the most talented rosters that we've seen in the Super Bowl in recent memory. Now, of course, the most talented team doesn't always win the Super Bowl. We've seen a lot of examples, like when the New England Patriots lost to Eli Manning twice. But then you look at the matchups, because at the end of the day, 
football is still a game of matchups. I think there's a big mismatch between the secondary of Philadelphia versus the wide receiving core of Kansas City. And Chiefs fans are probably going to push back against that. And I will understand. But this is a really outstanding secondary that Philadelphia has. And a lot of Kansas City's production in the past game has kind of come from everywhere. They've gotten production not just from the receivers, but Travis Kelsey, the running backs, McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco. But in this game where you have concerns about how healthy your receivers are going to be, I think that the matchup kind of favors the Philadelphia Eagles. If they can take away Travis Kelsey, is there any other option in this passing attack for Kansas City that you really can say with a lot of confidence is going to be able to have success against this Philadelphia Eagles pass defense? This is the best pass defense in the NFL. Now, Kansas City has the best pass offense in the NFL as well. So it's one of those classic matchups of the best passing offense versus the best passing defense. They have a great secondary with a great pass rush. And I don't really think these Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers are going to be able to have a lot of success creating separation against this Philadelphia Eagles secondary. Now, I know that Philadelphia's defense got carved up during the regular season by Dallas but that was just an outlier how consistently has Philadelphia's e has the Philadelphia Eagles defense been all year it's been consistent when it came to shutting down the New York Giants and shutting down the San Francisco 49ers and even if Brock Purdy would have played for that whole entire game I don't really think the final outcome would have been all that different when you got this kind of talent and this kind of depth on the defensive line, it's really hard to game plan for. And if you don't really have an elite wide receiver who you know can get the job done, I think it kind of makes it a little bit hard on your offense. Now, you do have Travis Kelsey. I did mention him, but the Philadelphia Eagles are probably going to put a lot of time and preparation on trying to eliminate him from the game plan. And if Philadelphia can effectively limit Travis Kelsey's impact on this game and they force Kansas City to have to go elsewhere to get good production from their passing game. I think that Kansas City can be in a lot of trouble, but there is one guy at receiver for Kansas City who I think could be the X factor in this game. And no, it's not Marquez Valdez-Scantling, even though he was balling out against Cincinnati. I think it's Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney, to me, is the most talented wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs roster. And we really have yet to see Andy Reid let the dog out the cage. How many of you guys have seen Kadarius Toney's highlight tape coming out of Florida? Hell, how many of you guys have seen Kadarius Toney just play when he was playing college ball down there in Gainesville. He was one of the most electric receivers in college football, especially when it came to what he was able to do after the catch. I mean, the dude was like the human joystick out there. He was like a pinball. He was bouncing off guys. He was breaking guys' ankles, making guys miss in the open field. If Kadarius Tony gets going in this game, I really think there's a high chance that he could end up being in the conversation for the Super Bowl MVP. 
if Kansas City is able to win. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, if you were to tell me, JT, name who you think is going to end up winning MVP of this game, it probably would be Kadarius Tony outside of Mahomes and Kelsey. I think that he's that talented, and we've yet to really see him off the leash. Kadarius Tony is really difficult to stop in the open field. And even during his rookie season, although he played sparingly, and the few games that he did play, he was a handful. He was making his presence felt. Kansas City, I think that if they can get him going in this game, he can really be the big X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. At running back, you got Isaiah Pacheco. Even though Kansas City isn't really known for being a run team, they have to be able to play complimentary football in this game. When you're going against a team that has this kind of pass rush, you have to be able to play balance to keep them to keep them on their heels. The last thing you want to do against this Philadelphia Eagles team is find yourself in the game where you just have to throw the ball all over the field to win. And yes, Patrick Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation, if not the best quarterback of this generation, minus Tom Brady. But at the same time, asking him to continue to improvise and play make against his defensive line, I think you're asking a hell of a lot out of him against a all-time great pass rush. And I don't think enough people are really giving the Philadelphia Eagles the credit they deserve for how talented of a roster they have. Like on Twitter, there were some people talking about some, the Philadelphia Eagles got to the Super Bowl by playing an easy schedule. Like what the hell do some of you guys be talking about, bruh? Every team that makes it to the Super Bowl isn't playing the toughest schedule. You have some teams who may have a weak schedule and get into the Super Bowl. And you may have some teams who make it to the Super Bowl playing a tough schedule. It, it really doesn't matter. When that strength of schedule ever determined who the hell was going to win the Super Bowl? The Philadelphia Eagles are 9-1 against teams with winning records. That's the same record that the 2007 Patriots had. And the old 3 Patriots, they went 10-0. I, I really don't understand why people try to nitpick great teams. This is a great team. So what if they beat a Brock Purdy-less 49ers team? Even if Brock Purdy would have played, Philadelphia still would have won, and it still would have been by at least 10 points. Against the New York Giants, we expected that. You can only play who the hell is on your schedule. Same thing with Kansas City. Well, JT, they almost lost to Dallas. Okay. Didn't Kansas City go to overtime with the freaking Houston Texans? Like, what, what are we talking about? Strength of schedule doesn't determine who the hell is going to win the Super Bowl. This is one of the most talented rosters to ever make it to a Super Bowl, people. And I'm not really trying to say that as an opinion, but it's kind of true. They have a lot of all-pro talent, a lot of Pro Bowl caliber talent on this roster. Top to bottom, does Philadelphia, from a talent standpoint on paper, really have a significant weakness? Kansas City, defensively, is where they have to make their presence felt. If Kansas City's going to win this game, I think their defense is going to be a large part of it. As a matter of fact, they probably need their defense to play even better than their offense to win this game. You have two young rookie cornerbacks going against 
two phenomenal receivers. How are they going to fare? This is a Kansas City secondary that has been up and down, hit or miss at times. Now, you do have a great pass rush. Philadelphia leads the team, leads the NFL in sacks, but Kansas City isn't far behind them. Chris Jones, he's been an animal. Outside of Nick Bosa, he probably would be runner-up behind him for a defensive player of the year. He's been a monster. We also can't forget about Frank Clark, George Karloftis. They got a really good group of linebackers. Kansas City's front seven, they can hang in this game. They can bang down low with the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. They can get physical with the Philadelphia Eagles. And they do have a pretty good run defense as well. They were top 10 in the NFL and run defense. My question with Kansas City is, what are you going to do when you get inside the red zone against Philadelphia? Because that's really when Philadelphia's offense becomes a nightmare. When you try to stop them from getting it inside the red, inside the end zone, when they get inside the 20, they become really difficult because there are a lot of things you have to account for. You got to account for Jalen Hurts scrambling ability. You got to account for that anyway, but it especially becomes something that you have to pay attention to when you get inside that part of the field. Because then that mobility is really, really key there. Then you got to worry about Dallas Goddard and those receivers in the run game. Kansas City's red zone defense hasn't been good. They're 30th in the NFL in that department. They also aren't really all that great in third down situations. They're not bad, but they're not all that great. And if that pass rush isn't going... And they can't get consistent pressure on Jalen Hurts. I think their secondary is going to struggle. Asking your young rookie corners or your young cornerbacks to hang with the arguably the best receiver duo in the league is asking a lot. And they played well. But to ask them to have the kind of performance that they need to win against Philadelphia, you're asking them to have damn near the greatest performances that they've ever had in all their years playing football because that's what it's going to take out of them to win this game and it's not a knock on them I'm not saying they're they're bad or anything I'm just saying that look at how good of a receiver to a, of a receiver of a receiver tandem that they're going to be matching up against and if that pass rush isn't hitting home and getting after Jalen Hurts I think Kansas City's defense they're going to struggle. I don't question if Kansas City's defense can slow down the run. I think that Kansas City's run defense should be okay in this game. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be able to completely take the run game from the equation for Philadelphia, but I do think they're going to be able to have a little bit more success against the run than most teams who've played Philadelphia in the postseason up to this point have had. I think the biggest concern has to be Kansas City secondary. If that pass rush isn't getting after Jalen Hurts, can this secondary find ways to slow down these receivers? For Philadelphia, my concern is this. What if you get into a situation when you get down early, Jalen Hurts, the shoulder isn't really 100%, and then you're down early, you have to throw the football to get back into the game and win. I think that's where my concern will lie. And that's if that shoulder isn't 100%. Isn't 100%. Then you're also dealing with 
Kansas City's pass rush. And your offensive line is fantastic. We talked about how good Kansas City's offensive line is, but your offensive line is even better. But who's going to be able to slow down Chris Jones? That's going to be a tall task. And, I mean, you do have the guys to do it. Jason Kelsey is the best center in the league, and you do have fantastic guard play. But, I mean, Chris Jones has been the most double-team player, one of the most double-team players in the league this year. And when you have to account for him, you open the door for Frank Clark, George Karloftis, and those other guys to start getting after it. I think for the Philadelphia Eagles, as long as you're able to play your style of football, you're able to be balanced. I don't think you have to out I don't think you have to rush for over 200 yards to beat Kansas City in this game. I don't think the recipe is keep Patrick Mahomes and the offense off the field like your defense is going to be able to slow down Kansas City's offense. If anything, I have more concerns about Kansas City's offense and how they match up against Philadelphia's defense than I do how Philadelphia's offense matches up against KC's defense. Because really, outside of Kansas City's corners, I think this defense is pretty good. And their corners aren't bad. It's just that the rookies in this game going against Devontae Smith and Black Batman. The team that I'm going to take to win this game... I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. They always say defense wins championships. The Philadelphia Eagles have a better defense in this matchup. They have one of the best defenses to make it to a Super Bowl from a talent standpoint of all time. I mean, they have no holes on this defense. Linebacker outstanding, defensive line outstanding, secondary outstanding. This is also a team that is really good at forcing takeaways, they were fourth in the NFL in takeaways per game. Kansas City, they don't really force a lot of takeaways on defense. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to win this game. 34-20 is my final score prediction for this matchup. I think this the Eagles are going to end up being your Super Bowl champions, people. Kansas City, I think that they're a little bit outmatched going into this game. I don't really know how much success the receivers are going to have against this Philadelphia Eagles secondary. Patrick Mahomes, he's probably going to have to be able to win from inside the pocket, which he can do, but a lot of Kansas City's offense comes from his ability to improvise and to make plays outside of the pocket. So therefore, keeping him inside the pocket takes away what Kansas City's offense kind of does best. And what Patrick Mahomes does best and what he's been doing at a fantastic level all year. Being able to play make, buy times for guys to be the get open. And going against this pass rush of Philadelphia with guys like Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargrave. I don't really think they're going to be allowing Patrick Mahomes to do too many spectacular things outside of the pocket. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Let me know who you guys have winning this game down in the comment section down below. I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Make sure that you like the video, subscribe to the channel, upload NFL and college football content daily. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. The JT Sports Podcast is available. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, 
Go ahead, give the JT Sports Podcast a listen. Rate us five stars. Share the pod if you enjoyed this episode. And I will see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.